This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? afternoon good night goodbye hello welcome along wherever you are in the world it is very nice of you uh, and uh, to join us and we are very grateful whether you're watching live on youtube or listening in via um our talk sport podcast um i hope you are all well um we were going to be doing england north macedonia 
um, tonight. And I think that's probably why Brad's joined us, because it's North Macedonia. Uh, but no, um, to be quite honest with you, I saw I think the first half of the uh, Malta game, and I thought, I'm not, I can't do two shows on uh, covering England. So that's gone out the window. We're doing this instead. Let's talk Leicester, our normal Monday night debate show. Um, I suppose... It's about time a decently sized club got what was coming to them. Uh, Everton finally have. Um, everybody's sort of reasonably happy apart from Burnley. And you know you're having a bad season when there's a team that's deducted 10 points and uh, you're still below them in the league. Sorry, Dan, if you're watching. Um, but was it right? Was it enough? Are we going to sue? Should we sue? Shouldn't we sue? Loads of questions to get through tonight. And I've got to say, I've got a couple of people that are here. Well, a couple of experts that are going to help me uh, try and answer those questions. Weren't available. So we've got Dave and Brad instead. And they'll be here straight after this. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Indeed, and I'm just going to say a very quick hello to Highfields. He says a jolly good evening. He's obviously been on uh, on the glue wine already. How are you doing, Highfields? And Andrea says, so you're not watching the England game then? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. Um, not after the other night. Um, we have got, hopefully we've got Brad there. Uh, hopefully his, his, uh, his camera will kick in a second. And we've got uh, Dave. Uh, welcome along, gentlemen. Missing uh, proper football, Dave? Yeah, I, I'm terrible. I, I can't get excited about these qualifiers. I really can't. Internationals, I, I just can't, you know. You you, you, you like a good old uh, sausage to get you excited, don't you? Well, and it takes more than that nowadays, I think. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just... I used to love watching England play, you know, when it was um, it wasn't live in the old days. It was on in the evening, but it was yeah. good fun. You know, they had, I don't know, it's just different. But now it's so boring. It, it, I mean, I, I mean, was it France, um, Brad, was it France 14, um, Gibraltar or somebody nil? I think it was Gibraltar nil the other day. Yeah, yeah, which is about as impressive as Man U's five-a-side uh, team going to take on the OAPs down down the road and 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 scraping a one-nil win. It's not that impressive, you know. Man U are a weak inside. The old lady shouldn't lose one-nil to them. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's just it, these internationals. I'm with Dave. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I, I, that was half fist bump, half punch. So it's up to you how you take it. Um, but no, I'm just a bit like Dave. I used to, growing up, I used to enjoy it Friday night, Channel 4, ITV, Channel 5. It didn't matter. You'd have your food. England would be on. I didn't really know back then. I was only knee-eye to a grasshopper. I was much younger than you, pair, So I didn't even know if it was a friendly, a qualifier, or it was a major tournament. But it was something that was kind of partake of the international kind of off-season or whatever it was, if you will. Now it's just like, oh, crap. I mean, Gibraltar conceding 14. I mean, the only thing is, England, I'm surprised you're not doing the England game, Chris. I really am. Because they did beat the European reigning champions, Italy, and thus knock them out of the World Cup that we had. All I'm saying is you're missing up the chance to look at a glorious nation 
take on England. Do you know what? I sat here on Friday night and it was about five o'clock and I just sat down. I thought, you know what? I just can't be asked to do the England multi game. And then when I watched the first half, I was so glad I didn't. And Dave, I think, watched about 10 minutes before he gave up. Um, and then this one, look, I know you do get an okay from our point of view, Dave. We have got Italy in the group, so there should be some decently stiff composition there, uh, competition there. Um, but when you look at things like Gibraltar and Malta, haven't got a point. I mean, it must be demoralizing for them. And I still go back to the point of isn't it worth having a separate group to put the you know the, the poor teams like Malta. Gibraltar, Scotland, you know, putting those sorts of teams in there that, you know, at least then one of them's got a chance of getting to a tournament. It's the way the world's going, isn't it? I mean, you obviously haven't followed the World Cup cricket and neither have I, to be honest, but um, we've got no, teams in there. Well, there's teams in there that shouldn't be there and it becomes... England. What is it? Yeah, well, yeah. Has <laughs> it been 50-odd days, is it, the cricket? 48-day tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's outrageous, that is, really. And we knew India were going to be in the final. What we didn't know is how good the Aussies were going to play when they were crap for most of the tournament. Who won it, um, Australia. Oh, did they? Well, no, no, no. I need to correct, Dave. I need to correct, Dave. Australia didn't win it. Travis Head just became wow. channeled in his Brian Lara and won it for them. He scored a 200-odd not out against Bangladesh and, and helped them cruise over the line to India, who... I'll be honest with you, minus a few glitting performances, India actually weren't that good. Not not on the final. Well, but they weren't that good against us. We were just even worse. But hello, well, welcome to our TV yeah. cricket. I'm going to say, well, <laughs> uh, but no, but Brad, you know, what, what would be worse? Having to play the likes of, you know, um, Malta and Gibraltar in, in, in these tour, you know, in these. Because if we don't get through with that group, well, I know Italy, um, you know, are, are going to come second. Technically, you say they maybe should have won it, but I just think I just can't get excited by the qualifiers. Because if we do not qualify out of these groups, there's something bloody wrong. Yeah, a lot wrong. Uh, first of all, I can't remember the last time England had such a. I don't want to say easy group because obviously Italy is in there despite their downfall. Um, but I haven't seen a side. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember the last time England had a group this easy and didn't qualify out of it. It, it just it baffles me. But then, then it's groups like this that piss piddle me off. I'll try and I'll try and limit the swearing and, and, and minute it for you, Chris. But. The thing that gets me is, and I know people are going up raw saying, oh, you can't do that then because blah, blah, blah. But why don't we mix up the groups? Because what does it? how does this benefit anybody? Because it doesn't benefit England. Oh, well, so we beat Malta 2-0. Well done. We, we we matched the bare minimum of expectations. They scored and then you look at, for us. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's kind of them to help out. <laughs> but my point, my point still stands. Where does that benefit Malta? Oh, we've got England and Italy in our group. Well, we haven't got a chance. You either need to subsidise the group so a team like Malta and your Hungarys and your Gibraltars actually stand a glimmer of a hope instead of being in a group where they look up and go, oh, Germany, France are in that group. Brilliant. Well, we're not getting out of it. We, we, we you know, we played 18 qualifiers, beat ex-Pakistan and all that to get there and they're just not doing it. Well, these, then, these 
groups are pointless. Yeah, I, I get, oh, I agree. But then, Dave, we say, then is the best thing not to give them the, a couple of their own groups? Well, I think if I played for Malta, I'd probably be excited about playing at Wembley. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what they say, isn't and, it? And that's really what it's about for them. But they didn't do football any favours. But would um, you get more... But you wait to the World Cup, Chris. You wait to the World Cup when there's going to be crisis. Yeah, well, teams. Would you be more excited if you were if you were a Gibraltar player? Um, would you be more excited about going up against France in a qualifier or playing possibly in Germany next summer in the finals? What would excite you more? Because you could get England or or Germany or France in there. Yeah, and I think the whole point of finals is it's the best teams, but it's not going to be, is it? It's going to be. We're going to just spread it out so that anybody can get there. And that's going to devalue the finals as well. I mean, yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a finals fair used to be, what, 16 teams, didn't it? Mm. You know, but, now it's going to be 32 at least. It's rubbish. It's, it's just typical finance. Well, it is. Money totally. for FIFA. It is. Yeah. And do you not think then, Brad, that really international football is becoming like League football, as in the Premier League, the Bundesliga, uh, Liga, you know, La Liga, where two, three, four, five, six teams dominate, it's going to be the same in, in world football. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, there's no way to change that in a way that you can do slowly over time in the league football. Because in league football, if you've, say, got a player that's really getting on your nerves because every time you play against him, he scores past you and your club starts doing really well, you might just go out and spend 40, 50, 60, 80, whatever the British, you know, the Premier League tax includes on it, million to, to buy him because we might rather have him scoring for us than against us. You know, that sort of tongue-in-cheek tongue in cheek sort of thing for it. But also, you then look at it and go, well, Gibraltar can't do that. So why don't we limit it? Why don't we do what you're suggesting, Chris? Why don't we bracket it? I know I know we have like different competitions for different continents of the world because you don't have all the Asian teams playing in the Champions League. They have their own Champions League. You have different continents that play in their own Champions League because they never gain enough reputation to play in the Champions League. Yeah. Now, I'm not suggesting you have like a B Cup, World Cup or anything like that. What I'm suggesting is, is maybe we just go, here's a table of five. Here's a table of five, and we'll spread that out throughout the 30, 35, 40, whatever. How many teams you want to put in it as a qualifier to narrow it down to 32? However you want to go about it. And you only play each other once. Because I am sick. I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm not sure about anybody in the comments. But who is getting sick of this? Leicester play a game. Leicester play a game. But now they can't play for two weeks because England have got to play Malta in a friendly. But then they'll play three games, but then they've got to play Germany in a friendly. Well, then they'll play for two and a half games and then half the players will go missing because the African Cup of Nations kicks in and then they've got another... It's just, it needs to be diluted and it needs to be played in a more realistic manner because we have had, what, four? I might be wrong. Maybe I'm over-stimulating the numbers here. But I feel like we've had four international breaks and we're not even halfway through November. And we've got a African Cup of Nations tournament, which isn't news to anybody that happens at Christmas time, kicking off in a few weeks' time. What, they, why? We, we've always had that, haven't we? We can't say, well, we're going to have our World Cup in the summer, but you can't have your African Cup of Nations in January. 
uh, you know, it's like, what do we do? We then make them have it in the summer when it's blazing hot, you know, and they can't, uh, you know, and it's too hot to play. Because, not, you know, none of these, yeah, are, a majority why of these not? players that play in the African Cup of Nations aren't actually native to those countries and as much as they play all the so to get here in france or wherever so to then go and play in that sort of heat we know what it was like in uh in, in well, qatar i was gonna say we had the world cup in winter what's the difference yeah but what yeah but what what a what a cock up it is isn't it you know oh, totally, I, but i think you know. there i think they're they're you know african cup of nations and look we know it's there. Don't buy bloody African players if that's going to be a problem for you. you know? mm. uh, and why are we buying African players? Because probably they're cheaper a lot of the time than European yeah. players. But look, anyway, I think that... I agree with, I uh, sort of agree about a B World Cup or disagree with Brad about it. I think we should have a B World Cup. I think that'd be a better value than it would um, doing what they're doing now. And also, I think they, is that your doorbell? No, no, someone's talking. Uh, um, I think we should include the world for qualifying. Why do Europe? Why do Asia? Why do, you know, what's, the, you know, you've got planes now that can travel places in a day. And the only big issue would probably be Australia. But, you know, you get to America in five hours, couldn't you, or 10 hours. I mean, what's the problem? It, it, it would certainly make it more interesting. You can imagine a qualifying group with Germany, England, yeah. Brazil, Argentina. Yeah, of course it would. Make it, make it so that it means something. Not, you know, and have Gibraltar play in San Marino or the others. Have them in a separate competition so that they, they do, can actually they win the something. Lead, don't they? They've got that split into the tournament. Yeah, of course they We've all, we've all, this has taken us to the point of why we're not covering England well, or Macedonia, despite Brad you know, begging me to because of his. You, you cannot call it a World Cup finals if you have teams that shouldn't be there in it. And that's what's going to happen now. And it'll, everyone will lose interest. Everybody. Um, you see, because to me, what, why would you go and watch England in a group with. San Marino and Gibraltar and all that lot in the finals. Why would you watch the Premier League with Luton in it? Well, I don't. No, but well, you Luton would, fans would. If we were still there, you would do. Yeah. Well, that's, or, or, yeah. Are, are we talking a male Gorinda here? Well, I'm, just, go yeah. Luton? I'm Gorinda. <laughs> I'm Premier League. We found her, Brad. We found her. We found her. <laughs> Mrs. Corinda will be so happy. I think, generally speaking, though, teams like Luton, Burnley um, can beat the mid-table teams. I know they haven't yet as such, but Luton are getting better. You know, they're starting to pick up points. Um, Liverpool at home, they should have won. You know, so let's not knock them too much. It's not like then Gibraltar. And Brad, North Macedonia beat Italy. Yeah, yeah of course, and they're massive. So like I England. said, technically, I said they'd, I said they'd be European champions. When I spoke <laughs> back then, I meant as in they'd beat the European champions. So you oh. know, it worked out in the end. I but no, I kind of, guy. yeah, I have no, I have to, I have to kind of disagree a little bit with what you're saying, though, Chris, because I kind of agree with Dave. I think if your team's not playing and you've got Liverpool, Luton on Sky, and you are not a Liverpool fan. You can't tell me you didn't watch that game going, 
I'll watch it, but the second Liverpool go one or two nil up, I'll turn it off. Because you did, you would have been silly not to have at least watched it in the hope that Luton snuck themselves in front or or held on for a draw. I was watching that game because uh, I was at my dad's, um, so I had no choice really because he put it on. And I wasn't going to sit down and watch it, but I thought, you know what, I'll give them 20 minutes, I'll put them on. If you tell me though, you know, I'm glad I did, they, they, they were robbed in a way. But if you tell me, oh, yeah, by the way, I don't know, England are playing Malta. Well, you got your answer already, Chris. You know I didn't watch it. You know I couldn't give a rat's ass about it because I don't care because they should win it. And it's embarrassing if they don't. And I'll go to social media and watch them all fall apart on there about it. But if Luton put up a surprise in a fight against Liverpool, I'm kind of more intrigued to watch it because it's just funny. I watch yeah. it for the chaos and drama, mate. Well, then, Dave, I'm going to come back to you and then we'll all move on to, to Leicester. Right. Uh, Greece won the European champ, uh, the European Championships. Denmark did. did when yeah. they hadn't qualified, but they stood stood in. I think it was for Yugoslavia. It's yeah, like Leicester in the Premier League. There's always that chance of, you know, who's that? Being... Who's that? Here is your dog breed of the day. Hang on. I think Alexis. <laughs> Alexis piping up. She's got an opinion. Alexa, <laughs> shut down. Bloody bitch. <laughs> Sorry, she boys. had all the answers there, Dave. Yeah, Alexa, what are your thoughts on England? <laughs> shush, shush. No, I had to take my Alexa out of this room because I'm going to pull the pull the thing out. That's it. <laughs> well, at least we know somebody there speaks speaks sense. And Dave's frozen now. <laughs> Says it all. What? Yeah, Alexa's taking a revenge. <laughs> He's unplugged himself. <laughs> Kathy, you're there. Come in. <laughs> give him, give him resuscitation. He's unplugged. Eagle himself. piggle, eagle <laughs> piggle. Do you read us? <laughs> but you know, I'm, but there is always that chance of Malta are never going to win it. Gibraltar are never going to win it. But if they get in a group that gets them to the final, who knows? You know, we've seen Wales get to a semi-final as well, so it can happen. That's a sc very scary look that Dave's got on his face. Would you? Like I know, to, right? Would you like us? And this might be the most time we get to talk while he's not here. Um, <laughs> he's probably talking so... away and just ah, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, God, we have had so much trouble. At my, this morning I was doing the radio show and all my electricity went out. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah, I lost about half an hour of the radio show. But look, this is what we're going to talk about. If you've got any questions, save them till the end. Depending how we're doing for time, we might add them. I may have to just disappear off camera if my parcel decides to be delivered, um, which you know it's going to, it's Amazon is going to come join the show. We know that. Um, but look, um, this happened. Everton, wow, deducted um, 10 points. Um, City along with Leeds and Burnley, although not, you know, there's three other teams there that haven't sued, which is interesting. Southampton being one of them. Um, basically, let me ask you, let me start with asking you this question, Brad Was 10 points enough? Um, phew. I mean, I think so. I, I, I think it was. A... No, I. It's, it's, 
I think the biggest problem is it doesn't matter what answer I give here, people are always going to turn around and go, Man City, 114, 115 things. That's not my bother. By the letter of the law, they broke the law, and whether whether it's enough or not isn't the question. I think the fact that they've taken out some some actions against the club that's not the big seven, because um, you have to include Newcastle in that talk now with their owners and their wealth, uh, it just seems you get punished left, right and centre. And it's further, all this is done, whether it's justified or not, whether it should be seven points, 10 points, 20 points, whatever, I, I think it's kind of irrelevant because all it's done is is it's is it's shown the narcissism of the Premier League or wherever it is that's in charge of the department that makes these rules because it's almost like someone's gone, no, they're not my favourites, but Man City are okay. But Everton, you're in trouble. And if, well, I was actually watching um, TikTok before I, I came live on here and it, 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 I hadn't actually particularly searched it. It just came up on my, on my, on my, you know, as a recommended um, video to watch because of, of what I normally watch. And uh, it was Gary Lineker. He was in, in interviewing um, some football expert. And as they said, people are saying like, well, Ever you know, why can they do it this quickly with Everton and not so much with, say, Man City? And like he said, Everton have got one case against them. And it's been, you know, it was from last season, so it's taken, you know, almost a full year to sort it out. Uh, but it was one case. Manchester City have got 115 uh, cases against them. That is going to take time. And that's why he said it was taking time. Um, so I kind of get that. So I want to kind of leave Man City and Chelsea necessarily out of it because... You know, everybody is saying that, yeah, they, they've got to start looking over their shoulders and they've got the money and the owners to sort of wrap it up totally, you know, in, in legal papers. Oh, hang on, Dave's back. I mean, totally ignoring him there. Um, have you plugged yourself back in, Dave? It died. <laughs> the laptop's <laughs> gone. I've had to find another device, so... Well, I won't, ask, <laughs> I won't ask what device you found. No, um, hopeless. I yeah, I think that, I, I think I with Man think City and Chelsea, you <laughs> you got to leave them out of it. Yes, yes, I think. Uh, you know. um, Is that I top think the, for me, by the way? Sorry. Is that oh, top for me? Yeah. So I don't forget your name. That's I'm the Dave. first one that was on the pile. That's right. Yeah. I think. Well, I, I missed a lot of it because um, everything fell apart, unfortunately. Um, it was a, the revenge of Alexa. <laughs> yeah. uh, but <clears throat> I think the problem is Everton have only just admitted it, haven't they? Um, they've kind of denied everything and they blame COVID, the Russian invasion, everything else. Um, and 20 million, <clears throat> excuse me, does it, it says over four years. Of, is that... 20 million a year or i'm not quite I, I, sure I, I don't know it's I mean, not been clear think, you would think that whatever a premier league club is finding that sort of money would it's got to be 20 million money. yeah no that, i think that's what they've gone over the top of it haven't they the 105 oh, yeah, million limit yeah, yeah but but they were i mean what bugs me is they were charged two months before the season ended last season and it took over six months to open an inquiry why? Because <coughs> teams like Leicester and Leeds 
and others. It's not just Leicester and Leeds, is it? I think Leeds would have gone down anyway. Um, maybe, but um, teams that could have finished higher in the league cost cost them a couple of million. So you know, I know you said, is it the right to sue? I think there'll be more than Leicester and Leeds in the queue, and Burnley, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure how Burnley stand on it. But... It's interesting to see. Are you still with us, um, Brad? I am, but my oh, camera's yeah. been a bit issuey. Okay. Yeah, but... That's okay. I didn't know you'd, you'd have to go. You've um... got the same laptop as I have, brother. It just <laughs> yeah. falls apart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> when you look at any legal system in this country, suing or small claims or whatever, you know, you see people that were charged, but it takes sort of literally three or four years for it to actually get to the court where they make well, a decision. Yeah, but this is not a court, is it? I mean, this is an independent tribunal, call it what you like. Um, but it, to shut the actual charge in them, it's not as if they pulled up an, an issue. They charged them with this two months before the end of season. Now, it don't take six months to put a panel together and, and sort it out, especially something like this, which is so important to other teams. Um, I don't think they'll, I don't think less will sue. I think it's a lot of it is just press and paper talk. Um, but, you know, I think the fact that that the Premier League are incompetent, that doesn't help. Um, and, it, you know, people have lost their jobs, be it Leicester and Leeds and, and other clubs. I mean, was it the, Leicester, the Leeds director of football was sacked after relegation or, or some, something like that? Not, um, you know, it goes so deeper than, than the actual... Misdemeanor. They, they may well have been sacked anyway, obviously. Well, yeah, exactly. Down, but you know. prove it. You um, prove that in court. You know, I mean, Brendan Rogers, he mm. kept his job through bad times. So if we'd have kept us up, actually, he was sacked, sorry, not Rogers, um, Smith and that lot, they'd have been offered the job maybe if they'd kept us yeah. up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, Chris. I just think it's, you know, this has been going on forever. Uh, it used to be called bongs in the old days. Now it's overspending. Does it really matter if rich clubs spend more? Does it matter? Leicester showed they can do it without having a massive amount of money. Surely that's the challenge of clubs like Leicester and uh, and, all, and all the others. It is. It is. Um, on this point, though, Brad. I mean, you look at the table there, and I don't. I'm going to have to say, and I'm going to read you something that a good friend of the channel. James Dunlop, who is an Everton fan, um, the, uh, he replied because I was trying. To, I did ask him to come on, but he was working unfortunately. But but is it is ten points really enough? Do they suffer? I mean, you look at that table now, and you know what what Dave was saying was that had that happened last season, they could well have gone down. Are Everton going to go down this season, even with the ten points being deducted? No, because I think there's teams, no disrespect to them, like Luton, like Sheffield United, Burnley struggling. Those three are probably going to be the three that go down. So it's, it's almost just like a slap on the wrist, isn't it, Brad? Yeah, but is that Everton's fault? I mean, it's not Everton's fault that Burnley... No, but the question was, is, was 10 points enough? 
Well, yeah, because it's not Everton's fault that there's three teams that are severely poor in this division. It's not Everton's fault that losing 10 points hasn't put them in a hole that every thought it would do. Everton, look, Everton had 14 points. They're actually having a really good season, whether we like like it or not. They, they were. And, um, you know, unfortunately, just because they got deducted 10 points fairly early in the season as well. So, you know, I always think that benefits them as well, because if you get deducted 10 points pretty much straight away or not, not too far into the season, it doesn't look so bad because... You're hoping you've got points on the board, which Everton had, so the detriment effect isn't the case. But you you can't just you know it's very difficult to turn around and say, oh yeah, by 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 the way, um, that's not fair. You you don't just get dot points. We need to make sure you're bottom and cut adrift. So we're going to have to minus you another ten points. That 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 would then contradict any other team that goes forward to break FFP rules that isn't your top seven and. And, and get the same punishment. At the end of the day, if, if certain teams were better in this division, Everton would be on four points and the teams in front of them would be seven, eight points cut adrift of them and it would feel like the punishment fits the crime. Then, I, I just feel like that's the only thing that's stopping people thinking it's not enough. Well, I, I, it's, it's a standard thing, I, isn't it? Well, let's sorry, um, Dave, I just want to say this. Okay. If this happened, the, the crime happened last season and the season before, uh, started where it started, but it was mainly last season. Had they been deducted 10 points last season, they would have been in a different position because Leicester and Leeds, possibly one of the two of us, could have stayed up at their expense. Probably would have done. Well, we know that we would have done when you look at the yeah. table. So the fact that it's actually now taken them till now, when it's a case of, oh, look, it, it's, isn't it nice for Everton? We can do this, but we can still keep Everton up and keep the bigger club up in the Premier League. Yeah. Do, you, do you agree, yeah. Dave? No, that's what it's all about. I think there is a precedent set, though, because most teams that have been fined for a season have points deducted the following season at the beginning um it's happened what wigan coventry a uh, few others so it's not unusual but i think yeah i mean let, let's let's punish them but let's make it not too difficult for them but that's not everton's fault as brad said i mean that's the fault of the premier league not to sort their act out two months before the end of the season we, we knew it didn't we we were talking about it you know, with about two or three months to go. Um, so everybody knew about it and nothing's been done until until the start of this season. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, that's the crazy thing. So it's pointless. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I didn't mean that. Yeah, I think you're crackling a lot, Dave, at the moment. Am I? Yeah, because of you, whatever, you, whatever you're on now. Uh, Danny's well, an iPad. In- all right, but interesting to see Dan what your thoughts are. Do you do you think Burnley should sue Everton as well? Um, because Burnley would have probably stayed up the season before had it been uh, it, uh <laughs> imply uh, or, or sort of action when uh, when it should have done. But this is what um, this is what James said. Now, say James is an Everton fan, uh, and he said, Hi, Chris, I uh, hope you're well. Unfortunately, I can't make it on Monday. Um, Mainly, I've been hectic at work, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
not surprised with the points deduction, and I think we got what we deserve. The fans, I feel sorry for the most. Uh, also, really pleased that you guys are flying this season. Thank you very much, James. So, yeah, basically, um, Brad, he's saying that you know he he felt they got what they deserved. Yeah, and you know that seems to be the statement from a lot of Everton fans. They they don't like their owners. Their own their owner is the sole reason they are in this trouble. This isn't uh, a mismanagement. This isn't um, a club trying to reach beyond their means and and you know and throwing throwing money at it. In a sense, this is an owner that is unwisely at times backed the wrong manager to spend money and then not and then got a high profile manager in and not backed him to do the same it's, it's very mismanaged business and um you know it, it, it's, it's a shame because this is something that we've we've said before this we said this last season chris didn't we this isn't something we want to happen to the supporters of Everton Football Club because we know as a as a club that's gone through the turmoil and the ups and downs of relegations that it's not a nice thing to go through. But sometimes you feel like a club, uh, for other reasons, this one being their mismanagement of money, their ownership and whatnot, they kind of deserve uh, a bit of bad news. But it's good to see that Everton fans go, look, we broke the rules. We're, we're happy to do it. Maybe it's time other teams fessed up and, and took their own responsibility because that's this. So, sorry, someone was me then. It wasn't yeah. that. I'll ring the back afterwards. I am running a uh, poll in the, uh, and I'm beating him because he's he's, over, he's more overweight than I am. But I'm running a poll in the uh, in the chat. Should LFC sue Everton for loss of earnings? It's currently 73% uh, say yes, 18% say no, 9% uh, don't know. So um, that's how it's when you've still got a chance to have a vote if you haven't yet. Uh, interesting to say, Dan has said here, um, like you said, it started the year we got relegated. And I don't blame the clubs for pursuing this. Um Oh, hang on. I've just it's just jumped up on me. If it's true about them receiving another pine points deduction, we will we're coming on to that in a second, Dan. So yes, uh, that they could very well. Uh, if we oh, you're frozen. Receive the money, then surely it's got to be seen. The Chelsea no. and City fans as well. Uh, are you both still with me? Yeah, you froze a little bit, but you... Yeah, I'll just go back on my old device to see if... Um, right, right, OK. Um, now, Brad, there, but for the while, Dave just sorts his, himself out. Um, <laughs> you get to a certain age, you know, and uh, you have to sort of do these things. But, look, Brad, there for the grace of God, go up. Uh, should we be so high and mighty... But it wasn't that long ago when we were done for uh, FFP and we paid a fine and got away with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get that. But what what we broke was basically borderline limits. I don't think we'd ever broke anything in the substantial. And there was a breathing off period with COVID. So I I feel that all things were, were, were met in, in, in that sense because I... I, I, it was obviously nowhere near the degree of Everton, and there is a stipulation of depend, depending on its severity. Now, if you're talking peanuts, 
to to to, to pounds in 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 the difference, um, then uh, the, then I think Leicester getting a fine was, you know that you know the punishment that that was given out to them was more because they were going well, you're nearly you're nearly breaching it, but you you got yourself out of store. I think this goes back about seven years though, doesn't it? When we were in the championship before. Yeah, but again, our expenditure, our income, and everything we've gained throughout has probably eased that worry a little bit to the point where they're thinking, well, okay, yeah, there was a little bit of time when you was in a little bit of hot water, uh, and our books show that the punishment that's due for that is this fine because it's not a huge overstep; it's like a little overstep in the mark. Whereas Everton, you're talking hundreds of of millions over the line and i don't think there's nothing high and mighty about it at the end of the day you're entitled to what you feel you're entitled to in a sense that the there has to be something for you to feel you're entitled to before you can go to it unless it will feel like whether it's a grecian that they got relegated or whether it's fact you know and all this on the basis that had actions been taken uh in the immediate like you said chris it was only one case they wrap that one case up pretty quickly to decide, you know, at the start of November that we're going to dock a team 10 points after only investigating it fully for about three months. So if this was jumped on at the start, then this would have happened, that would have happened. And I do feel that this, maybe not Southampton, because I feel Southampton may look at it and go, yeah, well, we didn't really, we wouldn't really benefit from Southampton losing, uh, from, from Everton being docked 10 points on last season because we were so far off the pace. I don't know, but they maybe feel like they're entitled to something because they're in that situation, just like Leeds, uh, and, and 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 obviously the season before that, when it all first started being an infraction, obviously Burnley were as well. Hmm. Um, so I think we're entitled to go for it and see what what the outcome is. I don't think it'll be as bad as people think. No, um, we're going to come on to the suing in a minute. Um... Uh, Paul is saying, I guess, in an Everton fan, you're most welcome, Paul. I hope you are well. Uh, I think you'll 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 stay up this this um, uh, this season. To be honest with you, I think there's three absolutely worst teams. Sorry, Dan, if you're still in. Um, uh, he said it was on it was on stadium uh, costs um, and the hundreds of millions. Well, we, that is a topic that I have got listed to come um, to come into as well, but. Are you back with us now? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm what, back. what next for for Man City? I only want to just quickly touch on this. I mean, Man City have got 115 um, <laughs> cases against them. I'm not sure what it is for for Chelsea. Um, look, if, if, I think this with Everton, and I think it's the first Premier League club that this has been happening to. It has set a precedent. I think they will be looking over the shoulders now. And when you look at what happened in Scotland and Rangers, they were dumped down four divisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Man City got great lawyers. And uh, and that'll be the difference. It'll drag on for years. Mm. And that's what that's what will um will be the problem. Um Everton, probably the same actually. I keep hearing about how complicated it all is. So if it's that complicated, the only people that are going to make money or benefit are the lawyers. <laughs> definitely, um, definitely. And, you know, that's how it will drag on and on and on. I'll be surprised I mean, I... if it's dealt with, 
you know, the, if Everton appeal, do they take the 10 points away for now? And then if they lose, they give them 12 points or 15 points? I'm not quite sure. They do what they did to Juventus. They'll reinstate it and then it'll go back to court if it gets taken back there again and reinstate the point, same points deduction yeah. that they got. That's what happened to yeah. Juventus last season. Uh, yeah. Mello is um, in. Hiya, Mello. How you doing? Uh, I don't know if Southampton are still in. And that is the quick, quick question, Dave. Why do you think Southampton and maybe Watford and Norwich, are they the other two that went down when Burnley went down? What, why aren't they coming out and still in, do you think? Maybe they will. Mm. Who knows? And it's very early days, isn't it? Yes. The other question that you know that you have to ask: What about the six clubs that uh, were going to break away from the Premier League? Nothing happened to them, did it? Why did they changed they their have... mind, though, didn't they? Technically, well, yeah. Well, so what? Why didn't they have points deducted? Everton said we changed our minds. We realised we had to admit that we probably overspent by mistake. I'm sure I saw the Premier League said they didn't do it on purpose. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why they only got a, t- a ten point uh, deduction. Uh, then it's um, I think they got fined, didn't they? I think the, the six teams got fined. Yeah, Brad, do you think the Premier League has? I mean, foul. The problem is if you dump somebody down a few divisions, you're then asking for the cooperation of the uh, EFL as well, aren't you? But could, I don't know if I could see that happening to Man City and Chelsea. It'd be funny if it did. It'd be right if it did, though, wouldn't it? That's that's the more integral part. Um, I think um, I think it was more. It'd be more right, wouldn't it? Because you would back your own words of saying, "No, there is no favoritism. There is no one rule for one, one rule for another." Yes, you can turn around and say, "Okay." I mean, their breaches also go back to 2010, and we don't know how minimal a lot of these breaches are. There's still a hell of a lot of breaches. We're not talking like 10 breaches here. We're talking 115 breaches. But if the shoe fits, as they say, you know, you want to prove that there's there's no callus for it, why shouldn't they? Mm. But, but if, if it turns out that Man City, and that's just, I'm going to throw a ridiculous figure out there before someone goes, oh, you're talking out your ass with figures. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's just say, for instance, Man City get told, you owe, we're finding you half a, half a billion for all these outrageous charges, and we're going to relegate you from the Premier League, and you're going to start next season on a 50-point deduction. So no doubt, you're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have to get rid of all these players. You're gonna have to release them. You can't sell them because you can't afford to keep them for the time. And they dish out the harshest punishment they think imaginable. And again, I'm going a bit over the top and being a bit dramatic to make it an obvious point. But they get sued half a billion, drop to drop to League One or Championship. And they get told you start next season at minus fifty, so effectively relegating them to League One anyway. And then the next season it'll be minus twenty-five, and then the next season after that it'll be t- it'll be twelve points, uh, just to accommodate all fifteen, one hundred and fifteen FFP regulations. Then do it. Then, the thing the, is, you know, it, I, yeah, I I I agree totally, one hundred percent. But we do know, don't we, Dave, that the Premier League and we're looking at going to actually. We did if we drop Manchester City and Chelsea out of our division, look at all those viewers we're going to be losing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, you know, why haven't they done something like that before? I mean, rugby mm. they do it, 
there's many a quality to Saracens, wasn't it? Got relegated yeah. for that problem. Um, so it's not unusual in sport, but it'd be very unusual in the Premier League. They do it in League One, maybe. Well, what I say, we, we've seen it happen to Derby the other season, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. You know. Um, Dave, come to you with this one first. Um, Leeds, Leicester, and Burnley are rumoured to have had a meeting about suing. Now, according to the, the newspapers, and look, you know, I, I I don't know the the ins and outs. We're only going off what what people are reporting, and we do know what news coverage is like in this country mm. um they have been told that if they sue apparently a lawyer whether it's uh, um rebecca vardy's lawyer or not i don't know i god hope i hope not but we've been told that if we sue we've got a case but if we sue for the hundred million that will be laughed at well so what's the point Really, I mean, if we see we got a case, yeah. Um, but any lawyer would say that, wouldn't they? Because they'll get their cut. Um, you know, what on what grounds have they got a case? It's never happened before. There's no history to go back on and say, yes, there's a president been set for this. Um, so what's their, you know, what's their confidence factor of it? There is none. Absolutely is none. Um, you know, you could stop bringing out results then. What about VAR? Well, you know, Wolves have lost about five points to VAR. If they get relegated by three, will they sue VAR or the Premier League for it? And it'll go on and on and on. You know, it's just not feasible, I don't think. Brad, you know, I mean, there are obviously the, the phrase they're using is loss of earnings, which is um, basically what it is because we've, we've not got enough money this or we're not getting the same money this season as we would have done if we'd stayed up last season and we were still in the Premier League. The counter argument, of course, is that um we wouldn't be getting necessarily got well, I think we possibly would still have got Enzo in, but would we be uh, we've made all the changes that we've had to because we've dropped down? Well that, that that's that's a wonderful thing, hindsight. It's it's wonderful to think Dave said it earlier. Would we have stuck by um Smith and brought back the nostalgia that was um, Craig Shakespeare. You probably think he would have done that. Now, would Craig Shakespeare have kept or brought the talent in that we've seen come through the club since his departure? Again, you'd have to enter an alternate universe to find find out. But the 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 expression is in football is 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 you know you have a world belief in football and karma that eventually you know what comes around goes back around and i just want to kind of um oh he's doing my head in but i want to bring my uh, a point round back to what paul hewitt said about why damage the reputation in your premier league by guy getting rid of two two big sides juventus ac milan i'm pretty sure lazio someone else all relegated from Serie A. Hmm. All relegated from Serie A. They regrouped. They took the point deduction. They took all the money things because they broke the fucking law, you moron. Right? They still have followings. Fans still turned up at the gates. It ain't like Man City are going to implode by being in League One. They'll just start back in the 90s again where they should be if, if they're breaking rules. I don't think you were calling Paul a moron there, were you? 
no, 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 no. <laughs> that just slipped out as a word. But yeah. my point is, it's happened elsewhere, and it, it has an effect for the right reason. And it's happened it's, in Scotland uh, as well. Um, yeah, so it's happened said, elsewhere, and they've all recovered from it. Paul says there, if Madison had scored the penalty against us... You- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You would have stayed up, that's not our fault. No, it isn't. And over... To be honest... You should be relegated and we should be automatically taken back off. I don't agree with that. Uh, there's an echo again somewhere. So, you know, I don't think that you can turn around and say, well, look, you know, you just we're just going to dump you at this point into the second tier. I don't think that, I think that would be a bit over the top for what you have done an argument for Man City and, and Chelsea. But had you all then still gone down, Paul, I think you would have still, you would have got a reduction possibly off, off the EFL. Sorry, Dave, you wanted to say? Yeah, I was just saying, we look back on last season. I mean, we blew it big time. We didn't yeah. deserve to stay up. We know that. We said it all along. Um, and, and I think this just makes it messy and I think they've got to, clubs have got to be dealt with because we didn't buy players to try and yeah. stay in the fair play rules. Hmm. So, you know, everybody should. What my argument is, why did it take so bloody long to figure it out? Hmm. I mean, they must have known how much clubs were spending. I mean, the Premier League runs it. So you're telling me they didn't know what was going on? Because hmm. I bet if we'd have spent shed loads of money that we shouldn't have done, we'd have soon been sorted out but by where's UEFA on all this i thought they were the ones that were watching us as well as it's as well that's the thing yeah uh, were they watching 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 everton everton weren't on that list were they they weren't but they weren't in europe uh true uh on that one we were we were being what and uefa's um two years ago wasn't it Yeah. yeah uefa's um guidelines on on uh, on ffp is is more stringent than the premier league to be fair that's why we didn't spend the money that we did last summer um yeah. but yeah so I, I don't think that we you know i'm not i'm not saying that we should be automatically swapped places with everton not at all what i'm saying is though that you know we, we are we are worse off because we've dropped down a league um and you know, would would the question that we we will never know, um, we, we won't ever know, Brad, is had Everton stuck to the rules, would they have stayed up anyway? That's one of the so the, that's the thing with this, I think, isn't it? There's so many ifs, buts, maybes. 
yeah there is there's 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 a lot of them to take into account and it all depends how far down that rabbit hole you you, you're willing to go i'm afraid how how much of a deep dive are you willing to go into it and look at every possible scenario look we we've always sat here and even before it it became a thing and a reality for us we came here uh, and we've always said we have not played good enough to stay up the season. And unless something dramatic happens in these last eight games, 10 games, six games, three games, and it kept getting lower and lower and less up to us. And we always said there is there is no blame on our relegation except for us. Yeah. Now, yeah. people, what, are, what people, what certain people are taking this out of projective is, as much as I hate Madison for missing that penalty against Everton, I don't blame us missing that penalty for relegation. We were bad collectively over 38 games to go down. But I'd like to throw it out in a different perspective. Imagine you're somebody who's you're struggling at a workplace and things aren't going really well for you and you're struggling to hold on this job and you're on your last warning with the place and just as you start taking a little bit of a respite you start improving and, and the, the pressure's off you a little bit somebody's doing a little bit suspicious elsewhere and they're suddenly becoming really good the person who was just below you who they'll think in the second ahead of you is now suddenly the best person in the workplace and he's suddenly done it and you don't know how and it turns out he's been cheating the codes in the system and programming the computers faster and he's been doing it all illegally but you still get the sack out of the two of you that's when it's kind of looked upon going okay well i don't really blame you for me being in a position that i was up for the sack anyway but why am i still getting sacked when you're not and i kind of get it and the problem is is the the premier league or wherever it is again that has made this decision overton have made it 18 months too late for it because again what happens if everton get deducted 10 points last season well it might have resurged them they might have gone on a 10 game undefeated Chris Street they might have won nine and, yeah. and drawn one and thrown away from it and Leicester might have got relegated before they even kicked a ball against West Ham you know so again these hypotheticals are easy to throw around in, in, in a dead straight scenario where nothing moves but you don't know how it's going to affect Everton you know Sean Dyche might be looking at the situation now and going alright we'll just keep going we managed 14 we managed 10 points more than what we had without them a win takes us out of the bottom three. We're no worse off than where we were before these you know, this this deduction came in. You can only take it on the front of what's in front of you. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's just how well, it is. And you can imagine the fans, can't you, at Goodison? You know, the mood they'll be in and the, the support they'll give their team. There won't be any booing or anything going quiet like they did, have done at home. Um, they'll be up for it all the way through, just to spite the Premier League. So, yeah. yeah. Brad's right, you know. I, this is why I think it's all nonsense, really. Um, because, you know, so we were crap from the first game of the season, Brentford. We had about five decent games all season, I think. Um, and that was it. So, you know. But like I say, um, Paul obviously is coming in. No, I haven't read the 42 pages. I, uh, but if I, if I can't sleep tonight, I may well do. Um, but look, I don't look, you know, we're not having a go at Everton fans, and I've oh, nothing, Christ, no. I've nothing particularly against Everton. Everton, I, I, you know, not one of the teams that I hate for any reason. Can't say I love them for any reason, but and they were they were lucky to stay up the last two seasons, just as you could argue we were when we did the great escape. But 
you know what what i'm saying is and i do not i do not want in this particular instance um you know everton to be swap places with us I, I don't want that at all all i'm saying is that we are we have suffered because of this now whether it was a mistake or whatever we have suffered financially by dropping out of the you know the the, the heaven that is you know the premier league into the second tier financially it's not as you know um uh, and you look at the you look at the players that we've had to get rid of to try and balance the books so you know we're, i just wonder what would have happened if if we if we had had stayed up the interesting you know what chris sorry chris you know what? i i think the premier league should reimburse us you know that they should pay us as if we were still there that would that would solve everybody's problem you could you argue that the um parachute payments it's still not the same is it no plus no. we wouldn't be suing them or thinking no. of, i don't think we will yeah. um, but you know at least yeah. we're having a chat this, this, as ali says there this is this it is compensated it's not swapping places or anything no. like, like that um the commission also stated that we didn't gain any sporting advantage on the overspend well, that's a bit flippant, isn't it? How do they know? Mm. I, how does anybody know either way? You know, I mean, we you, we could have signed if we'd have if we'd have not played to the fair play rules, we could have signed donkeys. In fact, yeah. we did, didn't we? At some stage, it's, it's like saying though, Paul. Like you know, um, uh, Red Bull had something. Or not let's say let's say Ferrari had something to their Formula One car that suddenly makes them win. Um, but they don't win. They actually come second or third, so they might not have made themselves any better, but they're still breaking the rules, and that's the thing. Um, so, uh, Paul, yeah, Burn, maybe Burnley should, but this isn't a Burnley channel, so I can't argue on behalf of Burnley. Um, Brad, the interesting thing is, I'm going to read this out to you here, um, that... Uh, David Phillips, KC, ruled back in May that Leicester have a case for compensation. So that was D David Phillips ruled that um, that we have a case for compensation. If they are to formally make a claim, they have 28 days from Friday, November the 17th to do so. A second independent commission would decide the amount if Leicester see their claim approved. Um, According to the Daily Mail, incoming new Everton owners, because of course they've just been sold and bought out, uh, 777 partners will not be willing to fund such compensation payouts, and which could be as high as 100 million. However, the same newspaper reports a claim that that, that high is also seen as wildly uh, optimistic. They've also said, 777, that they would go into administration. So then they would be docked nine more points by going into uh into administration i mean you've got to have you not brad feel sorry for everton because it's the um what was he called that 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 owned everton before that absolutely just ran them so badly and the fans knew it as well didn't they yes i mean the fans are always the ones that suffer always I mean, they didn't overspend. They spend, you know, for, to give the club benefit. But yeah. we all love football. We all love our team. We're all biased towards our team. Um, but it's not 
ever, unless there's riots, it's not the fans' fault. No. And yet we always pay the price. And that's, that's the annoying that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It is. Brad, would you agree with that? <laughs> don't know if Brad's there. He's on mute at the moment. don't know whether he can oh. unmute himself. Oh, here we go. Brad. I'm going to see if I can get my camera working. There we go. This will uh, put things back on screen. Uh, yeah, oh I agree. God, with... no, go off screen quickly. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go. I saved you all. I saved you all. <laughs> um, although I do look weird with uh, with three chins. Um, probably the worst time to have a shave. But yeah, I do, I do agree. Look, this isn't a vendetta against Everton, the football club, Everton, the players, and Everton, the fans. It's just a situation that is what it is. At the end of the day, if Richard Branson was to buy a company that was going to get hit because of previous um, misdemeanors, if you will, mm -hmm. then even though they're not his responsibility, he's buying the responsibility of that club. So if that business was then going to get told, okay, you're now being sued, and made liable for £150 million worth of damages, he has two choices. Do exactly what it says on the tin, appeal the decision, try and get it reversed, or at least the sum decreased to what he has to pay out. Or he comes in, he makes the necessary changes he needs to with sackings or whatever, and then he pays the £150 million. Now, if this club or whatever it is, this business venture does come in and has brought Everton from uh, the name who Doug types and I shall not try and pronounce, uh, yes, then that's that that's on them. They have to decide whether they've got the financial money and the stability to be able to go, okay, what's the worst case and best case scenario for us if we buy Everton, given their current situation? Worst case is three teams are suing you for about £100 million a pot. They'll probably get somewhere between fifty to one hundred million each. So let's call it one fifty to be to be to be nice. And the best case scenario is they take us to court. Their appeal falls on flat ears, and we don't get any more further debt. And then you can put money in to correct the bank balance and, and to sort out the original issue with the club. Yeah. And if they still think that's feasible for them to do, then that's that's on them to take it over. I don't not I don't not sympathise with them. Um, what 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 what's parachute payments got to do? With, yeah, do with Brad, sorry, oh, you're anyway. jumping ahead. I'm going to come on to that in a second. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, anyway, sorry, just because I saw it out of the corner. Yeah. No, sorry, but uh, that's that's all on 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 them, and it's 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 up to them to take that responsibility on. Just just yeah, just to raise that point, Paul. First of all, going into administration would have been better. Only a nine point deduction. This is on top of your ten point deduction, not instead of, because we would not have sued until we knew what you'd. You know, got uh, got uh, you, you know your, your points deduction. So the, the nine points will be on top of the ten points. And just to say, yeah, the 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 points deduction, uh, sorry, the parachute payments. Um, if we were to get pushed back, you know, if we were to say, right, Everton, we're going to knock you down, we're going to put Leicester back up. Uh, and why should it be Leicester, not Leeds, or anybody like that? then, um, yes, maybe there's an argument for that. But the interesting thing is, Paul, and you said to me uh, the early, did I read the commission? Well, do you know your rules on parachute payments, Paul? Because I don't think you do. Because we actually don't get a parachute payment this season. Like Burnley didn't get a parachute payment last season. Because we still get the Premier League payment 
that we would have got for finishing 18th. If we don't go up this season, then next season we get the parachute payments. So I would put it back to you. You said to me, have I read the commission report? I would say to you, have you read your Premier League rules? Because um, neither of us obviously have done from that. Because if you go straight back up, as let's face it, we might do, Burnley did, Burnley do not then qualify for any parachute payments. That money would then be split between the whole, every single team that's in the second tier. It's it distributed like that. So if we go back up, Coventry, Blackburn, Bristol City, um, Millwall, they're all going to benefit because they will get a share of our, what our parachute payments would have been over the next three years. Um, but it's a mess, isn't it, uh, at the end of the day, guys? Um, yeah. This David Phillips guy, QC, who seems to think we've all got a case, be interested yeah. in how much money he'd get as a fee. Um because he also acted for Leeds, didn't he, many years ago? But he, and unfortunately, Wigan. Was it last year or the year before they got deducted shed loads? So I'm not quite sure I trust his judgment, although he's supposed to be respected. But, mm. you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think let's get it all sorted out, get it over with, and we'll get promoted this year and, mm. you know, we'll be back to normal. Um, I don't know. I don't think we do, Paul, because we get 100% of what we would have got for finishing uh, 18th. So where's this 55% coming? 155%? I, I always I thought the parachute payment was the following year. Yeah, it uh, is. It is. Because we, get we, get, a, we do get Sky money because Sky are doing the championship now. Yeah, we get, we get whatever we got for finishing 18th. Leeds would have got whatever they got for finishing 19th. And for even for finishing 20th Southampton, you get so many, so much money. That's what we get this season. Uh, I, do wonder if, uh, I do wonder if this is just, you know, a bit of camouflage because the main point is that other teams will then realise they just can't get away with it. Mm. Um, and I know you don't want to talk about Man City and Chelsea, but it, it will certainly be panicking them when they see what Everton have been given, rightly or wrongly. Um, it should I mean, do. It yeah, should do. it should yeah. do. And if it does, then I see, I, I can't see this because in three or four years' time, people will possibly have forgotten it about Everton, maybe. And, you know, the, the appeal might even still be going on then. Yeah. And Chelsea and Man City will do what they did last time, get away with it. I mean, Chelsea's argument is different, isn't it? It's about contracts. That's why mm -hmm. they can do it. Um, they they just move a contract to seven years or ten years or whatever they want, um, and nobody's got the guts to actually confront any of these sides with it. But Everton, you see, they're in a bit of a turmoil anyway with their owners. So let's have a go at them and show we've got teeth. Everton aren't though, are they, Brad? They're not. They're not. No disrespect to them, but they're not seen as a big club these days. No, they're not. And it, it's weird saying that because not long ago they were knocking on the pinnacle of the European uh, door, weren't they? They yeah. were in Europe. David Moyes had got them in there and they, they they were up there. Surprisingly enough, funny enough, I think they were up there with Southampton, weren't they? I think them, Southampton and maybe Newcastle 
uh, were up there for a few seasons, finishing 6th, 7th and 8th, and they were scraping into Europe. I say scraping into Europe like it's such a bad thing. I mean, it sounds like I'm making them sound like they survived the relegation. They, they certainly did not do that. And they were a side that looked like they were a side that were finally going to get reckoned with. You know, Walter mm. Smith, who did a fantastic job, by the way, but he was keeping them neck under, you know, head of, above water by the barest of margins. And so was David Moyes for a while in his Everton career. So, but they aren't. And, and unfortunately, that comes down to whether you say it through gritted teeth with a laugh or a joke or with seriousness, the Premier League have a, have their favourite seven, don't they? So they're never going to be seen as a big club. Even Brighton, who are gallivanting around Europe, if you'd have told Brighton fans 10, 10 years of gallivanting around Europe, they'd have told you to turn the PlayStation off and go to bed because you're drunk. Um, but they're not a big club. We weren't a big club and we've won the league. Mm-hmm. We've, and I'm not saying that to kind of go, man, we've won the league. I am a little bit, I can't lie. But you know what I mean? We've won the league. We've got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We've played in all three aspects of the European competition. All right, one of them, granted, is a rebirth and a rebrand of what was the Intertoto Cup, or I think that's what it was called. But we've played in all three respective brands of Europe. And we're still not a big club. It's very difficult now to be considered a a big club and it goes back to what we've all previously said like i said through gritty teeth joking or seriously we've said there is a favoritism in decision makings and mm. it does make you wonder why everton haven't gone and maybe they could turn around and go well, hold on a minute you throw the book at us fair enough we'll take the 10 points fair enough that's law that's the law you've set we broke it fair dues haven't you got 115 other cases to get through first before you get to ours if you're talking about time consuming well that's the point isn't it why why are chelsea man city i know they've got lots of breaches but why not start finding them for the ones they can prove or everton seen as an easy target dave they are are. they're they're, they're an example to be made yeah of course they are and and that's where the Premier League have always got it wrong. Else, why? I mean, did anything happen to these renegade clubs who threatened to break away? Because they only didn't break away because the fans. <coughs> you know, that's the only reason the fans revolted against it. But if mm-hmm. if they hadn't, then they'd have gone up and said, "Screw you, Premier League, we're off." But they got yeah, away I with. Think, it. I think they got fined, but I think that was. And, and and they they signed to say that they wouldn't do it again. Oh, yeah, hundred right. lines out. Yeah, um, exactly. There you go. It says it all. But uh, I think basically, for me, no, I I don't. I mean, no, I don't think we should sue. To be honest with you, I don't think there's much to be gained of it. It's a distraction. Let's just get ourselves back in the Premier League. Get the money that we get by going up, and uh, and and enjoy ourselves again. Um, so for me. I've got to say, no, I don't think we should sue them. Brad, yes or no? Dave, while Brad's deciding, yes or no? No. No. Brad? I do. Okay. I do. No, no, it's a, it's a debate show. So we've got it's two, two no's and one yes. Um, and, it's nice, nice to have uh, differences of opinion. I want to quickly touch on before we get onto the silly part of the evening. Uh, although some would say yeah, we've been silly that part. Part. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Um, six managers who almost became Leicester City boss. And these <laughs> these surprised me. Uh, we've just mentioned him actually. The first one, uh, David Moyes, Brad. 
Back in 2000, while Royce was a young manager in his first job at Preston, he was recommended to Leicester City. Uh, that came from John Holmes, an agent who had represented Lineker, Shilton, Heskey. Uh, I think he also did Lineker as well. Moyne, John Holmes was also Leicester City chairman for a short time. Is it the same one, was it? Oh, it right. is, yeah, it is. That's how he got Moyne, the job. Moyes was interested in coming to Leicester, where he would have replaced Martin O'Neill. But we'd already decided to take on Peter Taylor. Oh, what, we lost might, out there. what might have been, Brad? Yeah, that that leaves a sour taste. I know, I know Everton, I know Man U fans, and that won't speak too highly of him. But back then, David Moyes in charge, Leicester after after Martin O'Neill. Maybe we should have taken the Alex Ferguson around. I don't like you either, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Chris didn't give me a paragraph to answer you because I would have said I would have sued him, but not for the points deduction worth of man. That's why I was with an R and over it, Paul. I wouldn't want you to get deducted more points, but I do think you owe us money just because I want some. I won't get any. to say, Dave, I helped him get Martin O'Neill uh, when mm -hmm. he left. He said the guy they wanted was David Moyes. I spoke to David, he was interested. Um, uh, but at that point, they'd already appointed Taylor. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that's a case of, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you say to that one, don't you? I don't see why Man United fans wouldn't like Moyes. He had no chance there. He had. Uh, who, you know, who, who wanted to follow Alex Ferguson? Well, exactly. And he was not given enough time. And he's doing a better job than the guy now. <laughs> yes. I mean, to me, you know, you've got to, I think, when when you look at Liverpool, they when they dropped off from their glory years, they've never really got them back. Let's be honest with you. So why Man United thought they're just instantly going to get them back? I don't know. Dave, I'll come to you with this one for, uh, first. Um, Harry Redknapp, uh, in his autobiography, Always Managing, Redknapp revealed that Leicester wanted him to replace Peter Taylor as manager. He was offered the job, and his backroom staff, Frank Lampard. Sorry, Brad, uh, and Dave Bassett had even agreed their deals. Uh, it was on his journey back home from discussions with Leicester that Redknapp had a chance to change of heart. He wrote in his book, when I drove home from Leicester on the Friday night, it took me five hours to get back to Dorset. So, of course, he lives just down the road from me. Not that I live in Sandbanks, but down the road, metaphorically. Um, all the way stuck on the M1, I was thinking, I don't fancy this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I, I wanted him. I think at the time, over the years, I've said, "Oh, let's go, Barry Redknapp." But looking back on it, he kind of flattered and deceived, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And you'd think he'd have known how long it would take to get from Leicester, wouldn't you, on a Friday night? Well, I could, he could have told me. I could have told him. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, Brad, did we? Um, did we manage to slip one by there? Did we have a lucky break? I don't think so, because I think at that point he was a very sought-after manager, wasn't he? He was a manager that was was doing well. He was on the, you know, the the, the rise, if you will. And I, I do feel that that maybe we missed out on a manager, but but then you have to question yourself to replace Peter Taylor. What what was our situation? back then because we sacked him and we were in the bottom three we were i feel like even when we sacked him we was 
nailed on relegation favourites. And if you look at his history, I know Portsmouth and Southampton fans are so terribly fond of him, <laughs> but he's not got the greatest record, um, you know, in, in terms of um, keeping teams afloat when, when the proverbial hits the fan, if you will. So maybe we dodged a bullet. Uh, I think if it was immediately after O'Neill, I'd be crying into my cereal back then. But maybe then we did dodge a bullet, if you think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, and Paul, thank you, mate. You are welcome. Um, just found this YouTube channel, guys. It's rather good. Thank you so very much, mate. You will always be welcome in here. Like I say, one of the one of my actual mods um, uh, is James, who, who I was talking about earlier and he's an Everton fan so everybody is welcome here just saying uh, Italy is nil Ukraine is nil and England 37 minutes can't break down North Macedonia who knew who good knew side. good side uh, <laughs> now Brad I'll come to you first with this one uh, this one I nearly fell off my chair when I read Gary Lineker it is not known exactly when Lineker was asked to be city manager, but the former Foxy striker knew the gig wasn't for him. Um, uh, speaking on his The Rest is Football podcast in September 2023, Lineker revealed, I got a couple of job offers, Villa uh, and Leicester did at one point. Uh, I'm so glad we didn't. And that's not nothing personal. I just don't think... I don't think you, we, we take on somebody without experience, do we? <coughs> Frank Lampard. <laughs> now I'm very glad that one didn't go uh, go ahead and make the move because I think there's a reason he sits in the match of the day studio as a pundit. That's about as far as in close as he should ever get to a touchline if it's not putting on the shirt to go out there and play. And obviously even now you wouldn't want him to go out there and play unless it was for a charitable cause. But less said about Gary Lineker to a lot of Leicester fans as well, the the, the better, I guess. It's not, it's not everybody's favourite cup of tea, but even even as a die-hard Leicester fan wearing Leicester on his shirt week in, week out, I um, I don't think he would have been a wise appointment. And I would assume this would have been in and around the time that we were yo-yoing between divisions, you know, giving our best West Brom, if you will. Yeah. Do you think, um, Dave, I think, I think we, again, dodged a bullet there? You're on mute, Dave. Didn't need to tell him that. We could have said good answer, Dave, and he would have been dead short. No, you're still on mute. It's the big mic button. That one. No, the other one. <laughs> Don't okay. tell him. He doesn't know that Cathy's got a big mic. Wow. <laughs> he comes in when he goes up to Lazarette. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, great answer, Dave. Great in debt. Great put. <laughs> this is what we have him here, folks. Yes. I was all for Steve Walsh doing it, mate. I mean, I'm just thinking two words, Dave, and you'll remember him. Frank McClintock. Oh, fuck. Yeah, ex players, you see. This is what I'm saying. That now was, then, Dave. I thought last season was bad, but that 77 season was a nightmare. Oof, that was awful. That was awful. Now oh. then, in 2007, Chairman Milan Mandrich had just sacked Martin Allen and was looking for a replacement. Another mistake. A host of names came up in the recruitment process, but one left-field candidate suggested 
was. Can you guess who it might be? Then. No. Not Walshie, was it? I'll, oh, can I have a guess? You can have a guess. A left field candidate. Right. Can I, can, can I ask, Is was it a manager that's known by name back then? Or is it? Is are we talking so left field it's not even potentially a manager? He wasn't a manager at the time. He was an assistant manager. Oh, assistant manager. Sammy Lee? Oh, I do know, actually. Shut up. No, no. Cut him out. Tell the answer quick. No. Sorry. I'll go on mute. He's Googled it. <laughs> no, I mean, he's had his guess. I'll, I'll hand it back over to you, Dave. Go on, Dave. Did you say Sammy Lee? You did, didn't you? Yeah. Because he has been linked to Leicester. Um, I've forgotten now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give him one job. Oh, God. Look, I'm he trying to hold so long and muting himself. He'd forgotten what the answer was. I'm trying to hold the laptop up. I'm <laughs> drink a cup of tea. Get mute. North Macedonia. Oh, you can just stand it up again. Hey, North Macedonia have scored. Serious? It's serious. Oh, the mighty God. Macedonia, we're going to win the thing. The tournament, the tournament, we're the tournament kings. Macedonia! I don't know if that oh, is here. He's missed a penalty, but he scored the rebound by the looks of it. <laughs> Guess what his okay. name is? His name's okay. Bardi. Um, Ooh, Jamie Bardi. Oh, for God's sake. Mute him. Mute him. Mute him. I'm, I'm going to mute you because they're getting echoes off him now. So, I'll, I'll, oh, no, it's not. Uh, okay, look. No, it was oh. Brendan Rogers. Oh. Yes. Uh, Rogers would eventually, obviously, come on and manage uh, City 12 years later. Um, he spoke about what had happened. The story was I was working at Chelsea in the reserve team, and I got a call. I think Martin Allen was oh, in yeah, here. I, remember that time, I think they were looking for a young manager. Um, oh my God! Who knows though? We might have. Uh, it might have been a different Brendan Rogers at that point, Dave. See, I was on mute then, and I was still getting echoes. I blame you, Dave. I think it's still you. <laughs> I blame Kate. Yeah, she's not here. She's in Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> Are they playing tonight then? <laughs> yeah, she's coming on live in a minute. Yeah, it won't be raining. <laughs> but it might have been different then. But do you think we were wrong to get rid of Martin Allen? I liked him, to be honest with you. Yeah, we were. We were. He was brilliant. You know, he. I mean, he was abrasive. Of course he was. But he knew what he wanted. Um, mm. And he, was a, he would have been a, a manager. Um, and I think um, the last game showed it all. I mean, they got the fans behind him big time. And we did play well. And then that was it. He'd gone next day. Mm. So he knew he was going. But I don't think we did as supporters at the time. And that was a big mistake, yeah. But then a guy that saved you out of administration, you think, well, you know... A bit like yeah. Top's mistakes last year, maybe. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. you forgive, don't you? You do. I mean, you know, he did He did stop us going out of business twice, um, or the second time, I should say, Brad. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, okay, you know, um, Mad Dog was more bothered about having blue and white flowers outside the stadium, maybe, than the fact that we needed a new right-back. And we had a whole team of left-sided players. <laughs> we could only attack down one side. 
do you think um do you think he should have been given a bit longer? I think he just fell out, didn't he? Was, I think it was over Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yeah. There was there was that rumour that never went away that that was it Clive Carlisle? I can't remember his name. But we'd signed oh, him yeah. and had the yeah. bust up in the forest changing rooms and it caused him to have a I don't want to say a heart attack because I don't want to you just throw it up around, but he had something wrong with him, didn't he? It, it, it incurred. Basically, there was there was reports that he punched him. There was reports that he did, and, and I think the whole farcical, it would just became easier for him to move on than it did to Leicester to back his corner, just in case it turned out that the reports were right, because that was where that all stemmed from. Because Dave was right up until that cup game, there was no inkling of Martin Allen being a twenty-six manager in two weeks. We were going to get rid of. Because yeah. we were a bit of a joke in a circus back then. Um, but I think I mean, that Watford, incident is what played a big part in it. <laughs> Watford, uh, Mark too. Um, I'm not going to do Jesse Marsh because he's quite recent in all our memories. So we know about Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Um, I, I can't Allardyce. swear enough to talk about Jesse Marsh either. No. <laughs> Sam Allardyce, Brad, uh, was, yeah. offered the Leicester, was offered the Leicester City job in 2015. Uh, but mm. turned it down, and the role instead went to Claudio Ranieri. Um, that's according to Big Sam himself, uh, who was speaking uh, May this year. I could have won the Premier League with Leicester because I turned the job down before Ranieri got it. I was a bit at the end of the season going, why didn't I take that? Um, I don't think we'd have won it with him, do you, Brad? Won it with him? We'd have got relegated with him. We had no structure at that club. To have changed to Longball FC, no. we had no structure, no player, no desire to play that way. Win it is laughable. We wouldn't have stayed up with Sam Allardyce. I was one of the very few that looked at Ranieri and was happy with the appointment. I know he came with a lot of criticism himself because he liked to tinker, but Ranieri, unlike Sam Allardyce, actually has somewhat of a brain. And we've seen that in his career before us and after us. He's done some wonderful things at the club he's at now. Um, you know, I think he helped them win a title in the last game of the season last year. Uh, so he's still proving it. And I think Ranieri would have just done exactly the same, which he did, which is sit back, give the lads the confidence, really motivate them in believing in themselves. And, 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 and that's why we won the league. I know you're, you'd always argue with Toss, um, that it was Pearson's players and that that, that that won it that that set us up to win a league, but he just mm. left things as they were, and that sometimes shows the sign of a good manager, a better manager. <sighs> Allardyce got away with it, got away with him twice actually, didn't we? Because he was in talks to come managers last season when we sacked Rogers, so twice we got away with Allardyce. Yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't believe everything he says anyway. Well, apparently it, it, it was, you know, he, he handed it into the news desk in a brown envelope. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so far, Allardyce has missed out on winning the Euros in the World Cup with England and yeah. winning the Premier League with Leicester City. Can I, can I just say, uh, talking about Claudio Ranieri, because everybody was laughing. Now, I've saved this and I just want to show you this here. I don't know if you can see that at all, uh, but it was when I used to write for the Metro. And I, there's this thing. Claudio Ranieri would be the perfect manager for Leicester City by oh, somebody called Chris Forian. I don't know who that might be, but 
whoever it was knew what he was talking about. Sounds like he did plagiarism this Chris Horry and probably pitched <laughs> off someone else's posts. <laughs> no, no. Okay, here we go. Look, have a bit of fun at the end. Um as the actress said to the Archbishop. Uh, Monday Madness. We're going to have this every week because we always have a bit of madness with Dave. Have you remembered your topic, Dave, that you were going to talk about? Yeah, you won't believe what it is, is it? It's the bounty bar. Again? Are you Kathy, still going on about that? No, but Kathy had, had a bounty bar at the club last night and there were two bounties that size in one packet. And that quite surprised me. Bounties been that way for a long time. Do oh, you ever I get out, Dave? That. I don't eat bounties. Yeah, but no, I, I, that wasn't the question I asked. <laughs> I'm just going to play this for. Uh, for was that last time? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> no, do you not remember? Dave does not like bounties. He doesn't like them in the celebration. I am very, very remembering of that evening because the show was supposed to be an hour. We ended up going for about four hours because they would not let it go. About My dad, who passed away um, quite a few years ago, he, he liked bounties and he used to have those. And there was two. Did you have like a little white cardboard thing inside, like a tray that it sat in? No, this oh, was just... did. Yeah, it did. Thank you. Yes. And he, and you did, you did used to be able to, you did used to be able to get whole bounties but they were half the size which is why they've included them no but the big bounties was always separate trade it was always two mm, see i can't be doing with coconut you need to get well out. coconut can't be doing with you dave no you think not. about that it gets in your teeth doesn't it mm. you get on their nerves <laughs> you're really getting on bounty's nerves dave i have to tell you this from a bounty representative you keep going on about them you're getting on the nerves i quite like the wrapping color that's about it oh well D dave you're gonna start one of them youtube channels aren't you it's like the bounty wrapper solid four out of ten taste wise none out of ten don't like coconut gets in your teeth dave's yep. review I am going to, I am going to have to agree because I was about to say this, and Ali has come up with this. He likes a caramac, and I have to say, I love a caramac. Nestle, what the fuck are you doing, discontinuing the caramac? Do either of you two gentlemen like a bit of a caramac? Caramac's nice. Caramac's caramac's one of them bars of chocolate, so you wonder why they didn't push him because you seem to get Milky Way, Mars bars, Twix, Snickers, caramac. You know what I mean, like there seems to be the big. It's like it's almost like the Premier League of chocolates, isn't it? it, it it's yeah. trying to break through, and now they're just now they're just kicking. It to, maybe we should rename it Everton and watch it resell for them. <laughs> it's saving the punishment of uh, of all the other chocolates that don't get any. Uh, Dave, I, I don't even know what is. I don't know what one is. I've never had He one. doesn't get out. He doesn't. He really doesn't get out of the house much. Does oh, actually, have, have you heard of? Have you heard of Asda? Is that Tesco. One, isn't it? Can you see that? No? no, you can't. No, no. I've never had one of those. I've never seen one. Seriously, I've never seen them. It, it's like a. It's quite thin, and it's caramel, caramel in, okay. a, in a bar. That sounds nice. It is. It's very nice. Well, oh, I'm going to sell this. 
Sorry? I haven't had a Rolo for years either. You can still get them. Yeah. You know though, Dave, you get a pack of Rolo, you get about you get about ten in them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. Um, see, because I'm a my body is my temple, you know. I, I don't eat chocolate much. Shame is butter. <laughs> got a body like a god. Butter. Yeah, there's there's a lot of these. Toffee crisp, remember that? Oh, no, you can still get those. I still eat those. Yeah. Tell you what then, I'm gonna I'm gonna each of us a chocolate bar that they don't make anymore that you miss. I am gonna go for trio and I'm sticking with the caramel thing. Do you remember trio? Hey, remember that mm. caramel in a chocolate? I love it. I love anything with caramel. So for me, trio is what I miss. Dave, do they still do bar six? No, I miss, no, I miss them. Seccoing's didn't killing me. It's sounding bad. Your end. Let me just see. Oh, oh that's, that's better. Ah, I've just muted Brad. Um, that could be. <laughs> He's <laughs> <laughs> blaming me for it. <laughs> oh, sorry, Brad. Come back, Brad. We miss you. Oh, he's back on. No, Brad, no. Your, your, bar you your chocolate that you missed. Bar six, yeah. Uh, oh, see, there's been a few that have gone that I've not really missed or cared about. I don't understand. Mm. I mean, I'd rather them discontinue fruit and nut than. Most, most chocolates aside, but that's different. No, I've got fruit and nut in my fridge at the moment. You can't discontinue that. Well, don't, don't worry, Chris. If I discontinue it right now, you'd still be able to legally eat it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, fruit and nut and bounty bars. Oh, shush you. You're bounty. You're obsessed. Uh, do you remember Dream Bars, the white chocolate? Yes. Yeah, I like them back. I want them back in me. In the establishment, I can smell milky bars now. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the Oh, the smell of milky bar chocolate. What was bar six? What, what was that? Milk it was like wafer. Wafer, yeah, and there were six of them, obviously. <laughs> no, but you know, you don't like bars of chocolate where there's more than one. Yeah. I, yeah, bar six is uh, is a wonderful chocolate. Um, oh, that's better. Thank you. Um, it's like having tinnitus in a thunderstorm. <laughs> oh, munches. Do you remember munches? Uh, yeah, they were similar. Mm. They were just individual things, weren't they? A little yeah, bit. they had like, yeah. like crunchy things in. Yeah, that's um, right. Oh, what <laughs> was it? There was one that had like a fondant white fries. It fries yeah. made it. To, oh, uh, do, do you remember Turkish delight? Do you remember that, uh, Brad? Uh, uh. Turkish delight can get as far away from this planet as humanly possible. Whatever individual likes Turkish Turkish delight, get instant red flag in my book. It's disgusting. Get out. Okay, bye, Brad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's right on that one. Oh, 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 both of you. I loved Turkish Delight. No, no. I think it's the name of it that made didn't, that put me off. I don't know anything else. Fries, peppermint cream. That was what I loved. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like that until I, got, until I got a bit older. 
Mm. Well, I that's do an, like that's an older person's chocolate, isn't it? <laughs> you really are having a go at me tonight, aren't you? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, because there's the peppermint one, and then I think it was just a normal fondant one. Yeah, the blue one was a small fondant centre. But look, we'll talk. That that was a silly topic for tonight, and no doubt we'll do a silly topic again last night. Marathon, that's still around as Snickers Alley, that one. And Fruit and Nuts. I love a bit of Fruit and Nuts. Don't Why do they bit... change the name of things when it's a popular thing anyway? Opal Fruits. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Because it, it, it was the EU. I always blame the EU for that sort of thing. That's yeah. in straight bananas. Um, anyway, talk, talking of fruit and nuts, I think we should end it here, that Dave and Brad. Let <laughs> me work out which one is which. I love Dave. Dave, you are. It says on your t shirt, <laughs> Harry. Anyway, I'll marry. Do stay on afterwards because I just want to have a, a quick chat with you radio wise. But thanks okay. very much, mate. And I will see you in a in a week's time. You certainly will. Brilliant, mate. Take care. See, All the see best. you guys. See you, Brad. See you, Dave. And Brad, thank you very, very much. Point earned yesterday for the ladies. Uh, I will see you on Friday for the um, prediction show. Yes, I'll see you Friday. Uh, for that, mate, looking forward to it. Yep, brilliant. All the best, mate. Take care. Take care. Cheers. Do get over to our sister channel, LTID TV2. Uh, I think Brad is going to be starting up the uh, the women's football coverage again and some quizzes as well. So, do check that out. LTID TV2, please get over there and subscribe and give your support to our sister channel. Um, Nate, leaving to Colorado tomorrow morning. Uh, see you all in a couple of weeks. Holiday, is it, Nate? Have a good one. Take care, mate, and stay safe. <laughs> I love this mad bit. I love this show because we always go a little bit mad at the end. So we've made it official now. Uh, thanks very much to Dave and to Brad. It has been a pleasure speaking to them both. And uh, to Sue or not to Sue? That is the question. 78, sorry, 79% of you thought that, yes, Leicester City should sue. 14% of you thought no. Uh, I have a feeling a couple of uh, Everton fans maybe have voted in that. And uh, seven, just didn't know. Uh, we'll be back seven o'clock on Friday. Yep, on seven o'clock on Friday for the Watford preview. And then nine o'clock on Friday for the Prediction League. Thanks very much now. Thanks, as Dave. Thanks to um, Brad. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have been doing on your favourite podcast platform, and thank you very much to everybody that has watched and joined in the chat. Take care, and I will see you on Friday. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.